All right, Morales, first of all, take Travis out of all the promos. Okay, take this guy out of all the promos. Emily Funch, did this just happen? Did we just spend two hours doing work with Travis? And then all of a sudden the guy goes to one country club, and now he's taking the final hour off so he can play some golf. Is this what we're witnessing right now? Come on, the work ethic, I, I can't stand it. Come on. Don't what forget eating hot dogs on the links, too. What is this? The guy gets to one country club. All of a sudden now he's too good for the show. He's got to leave an hour early. Just uh, unbelievable from Travis. Also right, talks Travis. to one professional golfer, and it's he's probably profe- hanging out with him now instead of hanging out with us. One pro. He's sitting at a country club already or- ordering a cocktail, talking about how great the rest of the day is. You know what? We'll just roll up our sleeves, and we'll go to work. Okay. The this real what- Rams fans. This is a real Rams fan. This is what we got for the final hour of the show. Kirk Morrison's going to join us. In about 15 minutes, so we're going to talk all about that uh, the Rams Bucks game, and then also kind of look forward a little bit, at least Rams Niners, what we can expect. Um, this is kind of funny because yesterday, as good as the games were Sunday, look, look first of all, the games on Saturday were excellent. Both games come down to field goals, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure Emily and Funch, you guys are the same way. You're probably walking into Sunday like, okay, well. Those two games, you're not going to beat what you just had on Saturday. No way the games on Sunday are going to be better than Saturday. Not only does that happen, Funch, how how hilarious was this yesterday? You and I are trying to do the Lakers heat game. John and Michael are on the call. We're both sitting in the studio. There's two TVs set up in my studio. You got two TVs in your studio. You're there with, uh, with Wilbert. And we're running the Lakers game. How the hell do you watch the Lakers game with that Rams closing of how it was all ending? We're in the middle of the Lakers game. You and I kept going back and forth. It's, like, it's, I, I, And also, like, I was not even watching the TV at most points. I was looking at Twitter <laughs> and my social media and keeping track with the game of the football games more than the Laker game. Uh, that was, let's just say, that wasn't easy. And the way the setup was yesterday, everyone was actually in the studio. You know, when you're working any of these play-by-play games, so in the conference room, Kirk is there, Travis is there, Emily is there, Taylor is working the board. On our side, you got people doing the sound and just trying to keep up yesterday with everything going on, and there's a Laker game on top of it. It was just interesting to see. But um, I want to take a specific quote that I want Rams, uh, Rams fans to really, really pay attention to. All season long, what's the conversation? The conversation is... What is Matt Stafford going to do in the playoffs? Did the Rams give up too much to go make a trade and you lost these draft picks because you traded Jared Goff for uh, for Matthew Stafford? Well, to be honest, the entire setup all season, we haven't really got a chance or we haven't got to a point where you could say, hey, was it worth it or was it not worth it? Did they give up too much? Did they make the right decision? And I know leading up to this game yesterday, Travis and I spent a lot of time talking about it, saying that this is his moment. This is this is your moment if you're Matt Stafford coming into this game. Arizona, there was a good chance that game was going to be lopsided. Arizona, you have enough talent that even if Matt Stafford doesn't go out and win you the game, you got a great defense. You got special teams. You got weapons on offense that you're still probably going to find a way to win that game. And by the time you even got to halftime, we knew that game was over. But this was the one. You're on the road. You're going to Tampa. The reason, because you lost to the 49ers in the final game is why you have a road game in this situation. You're going up against Tom Brady. And then Matt Stafford, I know Rams fans, how close this game was 
to going the other way, how close this game was to being one of the worst losses in Rams history and just an awful collapse in NFL playoff history. And then Matt Stafford had the ball with 42 seconds left. After he got sacked, hits one to Cooper Cup. All-out blitz by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hits another one to Cooper Cup. And if you know, you really should go back and watch that play five different times because it was not just money in the most critical situation. It was the two biggest names on offense this year connecting, and it was Matt Stafford coming through in the biggest situation of his career. And listen to what he said afterwards. Um, simply about that situation, that moment, I, I, it, it almost kind of sends chills down my spine listening to Stafford describe it at the end of the game. Man, I was enjoying the moment. You know, uh, in my mind, um, I live for those kind of moments. You know, I, I would have loved to have been taking a knee up three scores. Um, but uh, it's a whole lot more fun when you got to make a play like that to win the game and, and uh, just – steal somebody's soul. You know, that's what it feels like sometimes where they're sitting there going, man, we just had this great comeback. And uh, you get to reach in there and, and take it from them. That's, uh, that's a whole lot of fun. Did I just hear what I thought I heard? Steal somebody's soul? That's not light. You know, I, 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 when I listen to that, um, a lot of times, especially in L.A., some of the greatest athletes to ever play the game, a lot of them come right here out of Los Angeles. And where you kind of make a name for yourself is in big-time moments. Wanted to steal their soul. Yeah, I wanted to kneel the ball down, of course. When we're up 27-3 to and you put yourself in a position to close out the game, and by the time you get to the fourth quarter, two minutes left, I'm sure every Rams fan and Sean McVay and that entire team there wanted to just run out the clock. The game was over. This thing's a wrap with two minutes left to go. Instead, it was completely the other way. Things are going the wrong way. You give up a 27-3 to lead, four turnovers, two by Cam Akers, one by uh, Cooper Cup, another one where the center is snapping the ball and Matt Stafford doesn't even look like he's even close, remotely close to running play, and you're going up against Tom Brady. I don't know. I just love that quote there that he wanted to steal the soul, and that was a moment that, especially for Stafford too, this is... Um, this is a moment in his career. He's 13 years in the NFL. All anybody has ever talked about with Matt Stafford this entire season, was he worth what the Rams gave up? The, the first game against Arizona, that one you're expected to win. This game against Tampa, this is a coin flip. This game could go either way. I, I think it was, wasn't it uh, Tampa by a field goal? Was that the, the spread? It was three points. I want to say it was three points. Tampa was the spread, right, Emily? Yes, that's correct. So with that in mind, it's basically the flip of a coin. Nobody would be surprised if the Rams won. No one would be surprised if Tampa won. But to have that moment for him, you know, I, I heard Travis saying this, that do you think because, you know, is the confidence growing or is it one of those that you feel like, hey, we just got away? Like we, we just got past Tampa. We needed some stuff to go our way. Um, I think the confidence has to be growing like it never has all season long. Yeah, you almost faced defeat. Yeah, you were right in front of staring at another disappointing season, but you didn't. You won the game, and now you have two games left, potentially both at SoFi Stadium. Not potentially. You win this weekend. Obviously, Super Bowl's at SoFi. You kind of control your own destiny. And I, I think to, to be in this position right now that the Rams are in, um, I don't think it matters how they got here. I really don't. I, I tried emphasizing this when Travis and I do, doing the show a little bit earlier, 
I genuinely, genuinely don't think that I get it. They almost lost the game. I get it. There were four turnovers. I genuinely don't think that matters, and I don't think that comes into play at all this upcoming weekend. The turnovers that you had are correctable. The turnovers you had, it's not Matt Stafford throwing two picks and one of them is a pick six and that's how you, you know, you kind of have that in the back of your mind. No, Matt Stafford was fantastic this weekend and I wouldn't bank on it. I wouldn't bank on four turnovers this upcoming weekend. Some of those mistakes they had are correctable. So that's how I look at it. All right, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, I want to play something here. So today's stat hero of the day, Matt Stafford. I think that's a simple one. By the way, it wasn't just Matt Stafford, but he was uh, he was incredible in the game as well. Didn't make any mistakes. Uh, threw for over 350 yards. Was just had one of those signature games for himself. And I, I think that's obviously big for his confidence as you go into get an opportunity this weekend to play against the Niners and uh, a team that you've already lost six games in a row against. Um, Matt Stafford led his 43rd career pass or game-winning drive. Take a listen to J.B. Long. Uh, just a fantastic call as always. This is on the 44-yard pass from uh, from uh, J.B. Long. All right, well, actually, we're going to get it here for just a second. We'll get it here in just a second. You know, it's funny. There were moments in that game yesterday, and uh, a lot of this I'm going to spend some time on with Kirk Morrison on. There were moments in that game yesterday where you felt like, okay, hey, this game's a wrap. What are we doing? This game's over. By the time you get to the fourth quarter, we're going to switch the channel and uh, and we're going to wait for that KC-Buffalo game to come on. And then there were moments in that game, and just think about kind of the, the wave of emotions. There are moments of the game you're saying, yep, Rams are done. Season's over. Uh, this one's going to go to overtime, and Tampa's going to find a way to win this. And then obviously the 44-yard pass from uh, from Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup. Take a listen to J.B. Long. Stafford set up in the gun, left foot forward, leaning in to take the snap. Bounces, deals, deep down the right side. He's got Cup running down the hash marks. He reels it in at the 15. Cooper Cup has the catch, tackled at the 12, puts it down in game-winning formation. All right, and then the final call of the game from J.B. Long as well. We will get that in a second as well. Uh, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fancy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Uh, Stat Hero, the first ever Daily Fancy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 100% deposit match. Uh, I do love the uh, Stat Hero um, still running, uh, talking their smack to Travis Rogers after uh, he lost over the weekend. I'll tell you who didn't lose over the weekend. Rams didn't lose. Here's J.B. Long on the final call. Matt Gay with four seconds on the clock will attempt a 30-yard field goal from the left hash. Hits it with the right foot. Kick on its way. It is through. It is good. Matt Gay brings it home. Los Angeles will host the NFC Championship game next Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Uh, That is uh, exciting stuff right there. Okay, Rams fans, a couple things I want to do here. So coming up next, Kirk Morrison is going to join us. We're going to obviously talk about all the games over the weekend, and, and we'll um, spend a lot of time on the Rams, Bucks, plus Rams, Niners. We can start looking forward a little bit. Um, at 12:30, late, or, uh, Rams fans, I'll take some of your calls, your thoughts on the game, your thoughts on this Niners. Rams game coming up. So if you want to be a part of the show, now is the time to call in 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Closer to 1230, we're going to take your phone calls. Plus, it looks like Anthony Davis is coming back soon. We'll do that as well uh, at 1230. Kirk Morrison next, Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Travis and Sleeva Show is brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. Uh, Kirk Morrison taking some time to join the show. Uh, Eight-year vet in the NFL. Current host with Travis Rogers of the Rams pre-half and post right here on 710 ESPN. Uh, Kirk, have you ever had this happen to you? Just out of curiosity. You know, here we are doing a show, Travis and I. Just two professionals going to work. And has 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 Travis ever left, like, uh, I don't know, halfway through a post-game show? Because he left on me today to go golf in the final hour. Is this something that you've observed in the past? <laughs> First of all, always great to be with you, Sliwa. Uh No, man, I've never had that. Man. Unbelievable. Uh, Travis, Unbelievable. It's probably, it's probably more the other way around. I may have had to dip <laughs> on Travis a couple times, do some other things. But no, man, he's a loyal dude. So obviously he's... Uh, He's out yeah, doing know. something that's good that that it benefits the both of you. You know what I mean? Like Travis being out on the town, being out on the golf course, hanging out, smoozing. He's uh he's probably bringing in more people to uh, come and, and and join in. No, I'm going to tell you, Kirk. Show on LA Sports. Kirk, this is what he's doing. Here's the reality. He's popping a beer open right now, and he's eating some chicken tenders. Like, he's not doing – there's nothing even – I know we want to give an amazing amount of credit. No, he is actually playing some golf with our listeners, so um, there's a there's a good right, one right exactly. there. Okay, Kirk, where the hell do I start? Um, what happened in the final couple of minutes? How do you explain what happened in the Rams-Bucks game? And I, I want you to do your best to kind of describe – the turnovers and the mistakes, I'm sure you probably thought sitting in there with Travis and Emily in the conference room that, hey, there came a point here when the game got tied 27-27. Fournette runs it in for a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if uh, the Rams are going to pull this thing out. And then 42 seconds left. After a sack that they get on the first play, the Rams, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup drive the ball down for the field goal. How do you describe the final couple minutes of play yesterday? You know, honestly, I think the big word that stands out to me is uh, identity and culture. Um, The culture of the Rams, of the all-in mentality that they've been, you know, whether it's going to get Matthew Stafford last year in a trade, going to get OBJ, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. You think of a lot of the trades that the Rams have done over the last, or in the Sean McVay era for sure, they've really shown that, hey, we're aggressive. We're going all-in. And when you got a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, it didn't matter what happened in that final sequence. It felt like the Rams, they weren't trying to play for overtime. They were trying to win that football game because you mentioned it. Just some uncharacteristic things happened. And that's what happens when you get a little loose. You get a lead and you feel comfortable, right? I mean, you know, you got a couple of fumbles by Cam Akers, who was really making a return from, you know, five and a half, uh, you know, months away from surgery on his Achilles. Cooper Cup, when have you ever seen Cooper Cup fumble the football? You know what I mean? That, that's a tough one. He fumbles the ball. And in a box snap, all of that is all about chaos. But you brought Matthew Stafford in for moments like yesterday, Sleela. Uh, down, you know, the game tied. You know, Tom Brady across on the sideline. Anybody else would panic. 
I think anybody else would say, you know what, let's let's be, you know, let's just keep it conservative. Let's just get to overtime and see what happens. And the Rams are like, nah, it's all right. We got Matthew Stafford for this moment. And they went in the blink of an eye, went down two, you mentioned a sack, two plays, field goal, and they were taking a trip back from Tampa to Los Angeles to host the NFC Championship game. So, Kirk, Travis was mentioning that you guys together in the conference room and Trav was talking about, hey, you probably kneel right here with 42 seconds left. Uh, and he, he mentioned this morning that you were like, no, you don't kneel. You go. You have a little bit of time. You have a timeout as well. What were, what, why did you think they had to be aggressive in that situation? Is that one of those, hey, if this game goes to overtime, all the momentum is in Tampa's side. We probably could very easily lose this game if it goes into OT. Might as well take our shot here. What, what were you thinking there? Because I, I thought it was interesting. Trav was saying that you kept saying, no, you have to go right now. I mean, that's what you brought Matthew Stafford there for. I, I think, you know, no offense to Jared Goff, but if that was Jared Goff in that situation, I probably would have been more conservative to say, you know what, let's just get the overtime. I know Tampa's got the momentum, but at least let's try to try to level up the playing field. But then you go ahead and watch the game last night between Buffalo and Kansas City, and 42 seconds seems like an eternity compared to what Patrick Mahomes had yesterday in what, 14 seconds. Uh, to get all the way, or sorry, 13 seconds, I should say, 13 seconds to get down and kick a field goal and like took like 40 yards. I mean, that that's why you have quarterbacks like this. Um, you know, I don't know where you rank your quarterbacks at Slua, but, you know, a lot of people have always said is Matthew Stafford, is he on that edge or that cusp of being an elite quarterback in the NFL? And I think, you know, yesterday proved it. That was his magical moment. That's one that I, I can tell you, I, I don't have many moments of him in Detroit in memorable games except for kind of them being screwed by the Cowboys in the playoffs. But that was a moment yesterday in Tampa that that's on his resume. That's on his sheet. That's on his highlight reel when he retires and walks away from the game. That moment yesterday, and that's why I thought 42 seconds was an eternity for Matthew Stafford, and he delivered. How about that baller quote at the end? He says, uh, wanted to steal somebody's soul. That you know, He basically said, I'd yeah. love to kneel it down in the last couple of minutes that we had that big of a lead, but there was something about grabbing it from the other team. I, I'm with you, Kirk. I, I think you know, it's one thing to play in your career and, and not have expectations, not to be in big-time situations and moments. The expectations are all over the Rams. Everywhere you look, they're, they're all in. They're building. Obviously, the opportunity to go get Matthew Stafford, they did it. And yesterday was that that was the moment. That was his justifying. I'm not trying to underplay what this weekend's going to be against the Niners, but um, you had a chance to go win the game. That's why he's there. I think you explained it perfectly. I, I want to bring up one thing because a lot of the – I almost – in a weird way, I, I think that the four turnovers – let me properly explain this. Not every turnover is equal. And I thought the four turnovers that they had yesterday, that I would rather have those types of turnovers because I think they're fixable. I think I don't think Cam Akers is going to have two fumbles this upcoming weekend. I don't think Cooper Cup will probably get stripped after he catches the ball. I don't think the center is going to snap the ball where Matthew Stafford has no idea that the ball is coming. I think I, I get it that they almost lost the game. But they didn't, and those turnovers, you can't expect. It wasn't Stafford throwing two picks. I thought those turnovers are very fixable, and I, I don't, I'm personally not as concerned about that this upcoming weekend. No, not at all. It's about surviving advance. 
and the Rams won a game despite you mentioned uh, the four mishaps, right? The three fumbles, the snap uh, mishap that results in another turnover, and then Matt Gay uh, inside of his range. You know, he's a 55-yard and in guy, and from 50, from 47, he came up short on the field goal. So those are just miscues that you just say, hey, man, it's, it's the playoffs. These are one-offs. We know that we can fix them and move on. And I think it's also the intensity of the game. It's a lot different trying to hold on to a lead, and the lead that they had was one in which they sort of took their foot off the gas a little mm-hmm. bit. There was really not much for them to keep, you know, trying to throw the ball down the field. And then, you know, you look across at Tom Brady, and then all of a sudden just guys got a little tight. I mean, Cam Akers, you know, this is a big game for him. I know he had the playoff experience a year ago, but, you know, all of a sudden on the road, he got a little tight. But Matthew Stafford and everything that he did yesterday was just remarkable. He didn't turn the ball over, but more importantly, we forget how great that offensive line was yesterday, man. With no Andrew Whitworth, Joe Noteboom fills in for him at the left tackle spot. Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaquille Barrett were non-factors in that game yesterday. And so as much as we talk about all the different skill position guys, yesterday Matthew Stafford benefited from great play from his offensive line. And I think that also to a point, too, Slade, you know, obviously, I know you do a great job in covering the Lakers, and I think you've seen this before. There are certain players around the NBA that play great, and then all of a sudden you put them on the team with LeBron, and they look like a deer in headlights. Hmm. All of a sudden they realize how much bigger the games are. This ain't just a regular game on a, on a Sunday afternoon at noon between Detroit and Cleveland. You know, Lakers are prime time, and the Rams are a prime time team, and Matthew Stafford stood up with the lights on, showed out. And I think when you look at some of the other players, they have to go through these moments. And I thought that was a huge step in the right direction yesterday for the Rams. All right, Kirk Morrison taking some time to join us on the Travis and Sliwa Show. Travis is out probably three beers deep already. A good chance he also had uh, three hot dogs with uh, with those beers. Uh, Kirk, your initial thoughts, how do you feel this weekend, Sunday, SoFi Stadium, the Niners and the Rams. Just your your initial feeling and thoughts about that game. Uh, I mean, you know, I wish you could have heard the, the the fans calling in after Week 18 versus the 49ers and just how distraught, how upset they were mad at McVay, they were mad at the team. And I told everybody, what are you upset about? You won the division. You make mm-hmm. the playoffs, and if things go your way, you'll have a chance to host a playoff game at home and then also host the Super Bowl, everything is right in front of you. Don't worry about the aesthetics of the right now. Worry about what you can control. The Rams control their own destiny, and look what happens. They're hosting an NFC Championship game against the team that's beaten them six times in a row, the team that beat them in Week 18, the team that beat you in order to get into the playoffs. And that, to me, tells me what the storyline is going to be. The Rams have a chance to beat up the kryptonite of their of their run so far. So that's the one thing that I get excited about this matchup is that in order for the Rams to get to a Super Bowl at the wrong place, they got to beat a team that's beaten in the last six times. And I mean, I just I know how hard it is to beat a team, let alone twice in one season, mm-hmm. but to do it three times, I, I got to get my advantage to the Rams. Okay, Kirk, fi- final one here. Fi- final one here because I-, I think this is perfect from a player perspective. You played in the league for eight years, um, and-, and I'm sure a lot of this, you just got your competitive juices. If you're some of those Rams players in that locker room gearing up this Sunday, 
Do you want it any other way? Don't you want to go take on the 49ers? Don't you want to go beat that team that all you hear about when it comes to the Niners is, well, the Rams just can't beat them. Uh, The Rams just can't beat them. Is there a part of this, too, that from a player perspective, you're saying, get those Niners back here at SoFi, give us another opportunity, and we know we we punch our ticket to the Super Bowl if we beat them? Yeah, I mean, there's no other way. I mean, I was telling people, this is – I mean, this is bigger than football. You know what I mean? If you're a Los Angeles sports fan, and for me, you knew I grew up in Northern California, so I understand what this rivalry, it's bigger than just football. It's NorCal versus SoCal. We saw it with the Giants and the Dodgers. Dodgers, I mean, the Giants got the better of the of the Dodgers during the regular season, but when it came down to the most important game, the L.A. Dodgers won. Mm-hmm. We know about LeBron and the Lakers taking on the Warriors and how big of a matchup that is when Lakers-Warriors play. It's a hard ticket to get. And now to have this matchup has really materialized with these two coaches who came in together in 2017 with their respective teams, Sean McVay with the Rams and Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, they've developed a rivalry now. So as much as this is an NFC championship game, as much as this is a right to go to the Super Bowl, this is still NorCal versus SoCal. Because mm-hmm. I know you've got buddies from up north and that live down here and vice versa. And, you know, my phone's been buzzing all morning from people about uh, – Said, hey, I'll see you this weekend. The caravans will be coming from up north. And that's how, like I said, this is a big matchup. Not just, like I said, for two football teams, but for the city, for a West Coast football. Man, this is this is big. This is huge. And for the Rams, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, this is what you dream of, having this opportunity on Sunday. Now, first of all, host the conference championship game. First time ever at SoFi. The second playoff game ever at SoFi. I mean, I'm just getting excited talking about this only Monday. Yeah, this is uh, Kirk. I gotta calm it down a little bit. I, I was just gonna say, man, this is not good. You got me all hyped up. I gotta. We gotta wait six days. <laughs> we gotta wait six days yeah. for this. Uh, Kirk, listen, Mo, uh, fantastic stuff as always. Always uh, enjoy listening to you and uh, Trav and all the other work that you do. So appreciate you taking the time to come on, my man. Sounds good. We so appreciate it anytime, brother. All right, that's Kirk Morrison right there. I'm not kidding. That uh, was. Was that just me, or was that just kind of like an extra hype hype video for this weekend? We got to wait six days, Emily. How are we supposed to wait six days for this matchup coming up? I don't know if I could uh, if I could wait that long. Okay, a couple things here. First off, make sure that you're tuned in. Uh, tune in all week. You know there's going to be no better coverage about the Rams and the Niners and everything, obviously local. But make sure you're tuned in this week. Wednesday, listen all day for your chance to win Rams 49ers tickets to the NFC Championship game at SoFi. So make sure we'll be giving away tickets. Mason in Ireland, Sedano and Cap. It doesn't get any better, so make sure for that. Uh, coming up next, i got to be honest here. We didn't take enough calls today. Um, I do want to hear from Rams fans. So if you want to give any of your thoughts of how the game ended yesterday, Rams punching their ticket for an opportunity now to play in this NFC Championship game, how about Matt Stafford specifically? What did you think of Stafford's performance? What do you think of this matchup coming up against the uh, San Francisco 49ers? We'll take your calls coming up next. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Plus, Laker fans, some good news. AD will be back soon. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. All right, several industries are projected to grow this year, like pet services, and health and wellness. If you own a business in one of these growing industries or a range of other industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. There's only one place to go, ZipRecruiter. I wonder if ZipRecruiter knows where Travis is. 
Maybe ZipRecruiter can help me on this one as well. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you could invite your top choices to apply. ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings. This is how you do it. Very simple. Go to ZipRecruiter, and you could try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, Travis, he's too good for us. He's a country club guy. Guy goes to uh, goes to one country club. Feels like he has to leave the show at noon. Uh, he's out there golfing. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Mason Ireland coming up next. Um, great conversation with Kirk Morrison. I'm not kidding when I tell you this. I The only disappointing thing about this weekend's game against the Niners is this weekend's game is on the weekend. It's on Sunday that we have to wait six days for this game to come. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. I'm going to just squeeze this in real quick on the Lakers, and I'm going to go right back to the Rams. Uh, Lakers lost yesterday, lose to Miami Heat. All the NFL games were going on. They were down by one at one point by 26. They come back, make it a four-point game. Not enough. Uh, they got Brooklyn coming up tomorrow. Uh, no Kyrie, no KD. The good news, Laker fans, AD was listed as questionable going into yesterday's game. So just remember that here real quick. AD was listed as questionable, which means, okay, uh, they didn't play him yesterday. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Let's say he doesn't go tomorrow. Maybe he goes Thursday against Philly. Maybe he goes Friday against Charlotte. Um, this The key is is that you're expecting Anthony Davis to come back, obviously, sooner than later. Funches was giving me a stat yesterday. Lakers 6-12 and against teams over 500 so far this year. This is going to be the moment for the Lakers. Either uh, there is some blind faith that we have and the Lakers are going to figure something out and Anthony Davis is going to come back and be the player that he was 15 months ago or we're all crazy and this team is just who they are and they probably make the playoffs, maybe playing tournament, and then they're out in the first round against a team like Phoenix and Golden State. One of those two things I think are going to happen and I still got some faith in the Lakers because I've seen AD and Braun deliver before. When Anthony Davis does come back, that's what we're all going to sit here and watch. Is this a team, or are we all just wasting our time? And we're a little bit closer to getting AD back, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll do that a little bit later, too. Lakers talk tonight, 7 to 8, if you want some more Lakers talk. All right, let's get into uh, the Rams again. I want to take some phone calls, so I'll throw out the phone number, 877-710-ESPN. Your thoughts on last night's game. Your thoughts on Matthew Stafford and his clutch, soul-taking moment. Um, your thoughts on this game coming up between the Rams and the Niners a lot of great stuff to get into. Let's go to Eric and Covina. Eric, what's going on? Thank you for calling in, bud. 
Eric in uh, Covina. Eric, you're on, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Hey, here's the thing. There's there's some streets that got to end this Sunday. Great victory. Gosh, to pull it through like that was awesome, which is this is the time to do it. The Los Angeles Rams have a bad streak of losing the NFC championship game at home. I'm saying the Los Angeles Rams. Because if you look when we got into the Super Bowl, we beat Tampa in Tampa in 79. We beat the Saints in New Orleans. We didn't do it here in Los Angeles. But if we, we don't win this Sunday, we are never going to hear from the 49er fans because the last time we faced them in the NFC Championship game, we lost to them in that game. We got blown out in the second half. We can't let that. We got to stop the streak this weekend. And with Stafford, with what he did, this is like, wow, in the jaws of the defeat, you pulled us out, buddy. And, you know, you can tell Mason if he's a believer in Stafford now after what he did because he said he wasn't three weeks ago. Thanks, Eric, buddy. Eric, appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. Okay, a couple things here. By the way, Eric, you know, it, it, it's fair three weeks ago for people to be sitting back and saying, well, what's going on with Stafford? The dude had, what was it? Eight, uh, eight turnovers, six turnovers in a span of a few games. You know, one of the things we've always kind of talked about with Stafford, there's some of these games you don't have to go out and perform and go put up 400 yards and four touchdowns. But what you also can't do is you can't put your defense in a hole where you're down 14 nothing before you even blink. I think the other part of it about, well, this happened in 20 years ago. 20, all that doesn't mean anything. The squad that you have right now found a way to beat the last Super Bowl champion, and they beat Tom Brady. And I know it was a lot closer than Rams, fan want, Rams fans wanted it to be, and I understand that. But you know how the NFL works. You win one freaking game and you move on and nothing else matters. And the Rams survived uh, yesterday, and they survived, obviously, an opportunity to go play in that NFC uh, championship game. You know, I love one of the things Kirk Morrison said. Isn't this what you want if you're a Rams player? You can't beat the San Francisco 49ers. And now the 49ers are in your way to host a Super Bowl right here in Los Angeles. Isn't that what you want? I mean, do you really want to go? And I know the other scenario would have been you have to go to Green Bay. And I was telling Travis this last week. I get it, Trav. I know the Rams haven't played the 49ers well. I know they kind of have their number. Uh, but I will take... I'd much rather have the 49ers at SoFi than a game at Lambeau against the Packers on the road and everything else, all those other elements that comes with it, weather-wise and everything else. Um, I have to imagine that every Rams player, everyone within that organization is helping pay for the ticket to fly the 49ers down and say, let's go. I mean, honestly, I, I say this from a, a competitive perspective. Isn't that what you want? You're telling me you get another crack at the Niners. You lost twice to uh, to them already this season. You should have won that last game. I, I don't know if you guys remember this. I kept barking after the loss to the 49ers that I thought uh, Sean McVay had a coward moment in that situation where they had an opportunity to end the game. Didn't you? I, haven't I heard all season, well, this is why you brought Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is a Los Angeles Ram because he's supposed to be in that situation, that predicament where he goes, wins a game, not we're going to punt the ball back, we use our timeouts, we run the ball three times. You give the 49ers a chance to go win the game or be in the game or whatever the case is. 
I don't think he's going to make that same mistake again. I really don't. I think if he's in that same position again, he's going to do what he did yesterday. Because you know what he could have done yesterday with Matt Stafford and with Cooper Cup when that team was reeling? He could have kneeled the ball in the final 40 seconds. He could have said, I'm going to take my chances going to overtime. He didn't. He said, Stafford, here's the freaking ball. Go win it for us. And that's what he did. Uh, let me take another quick call here. Jose in Southgate. Jose, appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Jose, you're on, buddy. All right, thanks. Yeah, hey, how's it going? This is Jose for the Southgate. So I just want to say that I'm a season ticket holder, and there's no way I would sell my tickets. I have cousins that are 49er fans and Dodger fans, which to, to this day I just don't understand. They must have landed on their head when they were babies. But that's that's another story. Um, I had one cousin tell me they didn't give me $1,500 above face value. I have three tickets, and I told him no way. There's no way I'm selling it. Money comes and goes. Uh, I made my Lakers Celtic. I had a friend who sold four tickets, and he mm. paid for the following season. And to this day, he kicks himself in the butt for selling those tickets when he could have taken his family and had memories of that game with the Lakers winning and so forth. Well, you know, Jose, let, let me tell you this. And, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting perspective because I think you're going to get there are going to be a lot of Niner fans this weekend. There just is. Um, you know, I, I think we had a caller calling earlier that was making the case like, listen, this is how much money I'm going to make. But he wasn't a diehard fan. He was a, you can almost call him, he was a business person, right? He was, it's nothing personal. It's just business. I bought these tickets knowing that there might be an opportunity where I can go cash in. And there's going to be some people that, you know, bought tickets and this is going to be their opportunity to cash in. I think Jose brings up an interesting point. Um, yeah, you can't buy memories. You know, I, I, I say this, and I know my predicament's a little bit different because I work for ESPN, get opportunity to go to some of these games and everything else. But I have I know people that um, they didn't go to Kobe's last game or they weren't there for 2010 Game 7 Lakers and the Celtics. There's no dollar amount that's going to give you some of those memories. And this is one of those games, you know, Niners-Rams – a chance the first year SoFi Stadium where there's fans, a chance to go play in a Super Bowl, this is as good as it gets. You can't really paint a better picture of, and I know this is a huge national story. Forget national. Think about how big this is. Kurt bringing up the San Francisco versus L.A. Bill Plasky wrote a good article earlier today talking about the Dodgers and the Giants. I know it's not the same history, but it's a really, really unique moment in L.A.'s history at a time where, you know, obviously NFL is front and center. Okay, uh, let me squeeze in. Let's go to uh, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, you know I'm going to get to you. What's going on, Manuel? Uh, appreciate it, Slee. Excellent work as usual. Uh, man, can't give enough props to not only Stafford but McVay. I'm pretty sure, I like, I'm not going to jinx it, but they're going to win, bro, uh, because because of everything that Kurt said, because of everything. It, it's just a war, man. It's going to be a war on Sunday as far as, like, um, athletics go. And uh, I'm going to hit – I'm going to let you pick which one I hit Travis with next time I talk to you guys. Okay. You want me to call him Slacker Trav or Cadillac Trav? Because Cadillac. that cutting yeah. out one hour early is a bunch of bull squat. Listen. Travis, I am pissed <laughs> off at you. Manuel, call him Cadillac Trav. And, no, no, Country Club Trav. I think my, we, we might have to go Country Club. I mean, the guy – 
you know, he tastes a little bit of success and he's gone before you know it, Manuel. That just kind of shows his loyalty to the show. He's loyal to an extent there, but I appreciate you calling in, Manuel. Um, yeah, I, 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 I sit back and, you know, the more I kind of think about this game coming up and the more it's like another chance. You don't have too many opportunities in the same season to right your wrongs. They just lost week 18 a couple weeks ago. It just happened. It literally just happened. So the fact that they get another opportunity to do it, uh, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. I know everybody's looking forward to it. And the good news is, uh, for all you football fans out there, we get to talk about this the rest of today, all day tomorrow, Wednesday, I mean all the way through, and then we're, of course, giving away tickets on Wednesday. Uh, we got the dub coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Country Club Rogers. That's what uh, that's what we're calling them moving forward. By the way, you know what's crazy? As we sit here, we've already been three hours. We didn't even really talk about the KC Buffalo game. Okay, uh, we didn't talk about thirteen seconds left on the clock. They drive all the way down. Um, okay, a couple things here on the dump. First of all, happy birthday, Sean McVay. Emily, this isn't. This can't be right. This can't be right. How old is he? He is. How old is he? Thirty-six. Come on, just outside my range. So don't worry about that. Sean McVay is safe. You'll make an exception there. You'll make yeah, an exception. Yeah. What are we doing here? How's this guy 36 years old? How are you 36 and you've already been to the playoffs X amount of times? You're another game away from going to your second Super Bowl. You've already been to a Super Bowl, too. What are we doing here? 36 years old, you should be an assistant manager at an insurance company. At Nordstrom. At Nordstrom. And you're working your way to like potentially running the branch in a couple of years. You're not supposed to be this successful of an NFL coach. Uh, so Sean McVay turns 36. Happy birthday to him. It would have been um, a terrible birthday if they had, would have lost, too. That, that's a good birthday present to give Sean McVay into today. Okay, so this is the only thing I was disappointed about today. Uh, Travis is out there, by the way. He's probably on the third hole right now. Probably hammered by this point. The guy does shot, shotguns every beer at every hole. Um, today's National Peanut Butter Day. The only thing I'm disappointed about is that we almost waited three hours to talk about peanut butter. Emily, if you're going to describe the peanut butter that you buy off the shelf, and when you make a peanut butter sandwich, what's in there, give me your, give me a little bit of a description here. What do you got? So I'm a Trader Joe's shopper, so I usually get the Trader Joe's brand, but creamy without the like water filmy stuff on top. You know, okay. I, I don't want to have to mix my... Uh, that's butter. that's like it. a job in itself. Like the times right. I feel like I'm going to separate my shoulder trying to just mix everything together. Yep. And I, and I don't want to have a soupy sandwich. So then I usually do just plain white bread, and I cut it down diagonally, not in the middle. And that's usually how I eat my peanut butter. Jelly. Sandwiches. I sometimes will do jelly, but I just like plain peanut butter just or peanut butter and peanut banana. Butter. I usually okay. have peanut butter, banana, waffles for breakfast too, and those are really good. All right, banana is a that's a that's a strong move. I'm a banana fan as well. Funches, what are you putting on your peanut butter sandwich? You getting crunchy or you getting uh you getting no uh, crunchy? And I despise people that do crunchy. Uh, so uh, I do creamy, yeah, I creamy peanut butter, creamy, yep. creamy peanut butter, and some strawberry jam. And it, the ratio has to be sixty five thirty five peanut butter and sure. jam. Yeah, no, that makes <laughs> and sense. And then and then. 
I might, if I feel adventurous, might yeah. put in a microwave after I make it for like 10 seconds just to get a little so, you know, warm and soft or whatever. Interesting. Okay. First of all, let me say I'm a crunchy guy. All right? I'm throwing crunchy <laughs> on there. <laughs> Listen, here's the best part about the crunchy. Yeah, I, demolish, yeah. oh my God. I demolish the bread every time too. Like, you know, I'm trying yeah, to spread it on there. Out. The bread has got holes in it, but I'm I'm very committed to crunchy. That's number one. Second thing is I'm with you on the jelly. Not too much. Just enough to kind of, you know, change the taste up. 65-35. Banana is I – I don't do it every time, but when banana comes on, it's a good day. And, you know, rookie might be sitting right next to me like, hey, you go half banana, I go half banana. So we have that kind of uh, – that partnership. Here's the sneaky wait, wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Does he eat it the same banana that you give him, or do you cut it off a part of the banana to give to him? Rookie. What do you mean? Like, I'm not giving. I'm not taking not a bite, bite and then giving. And then give no, it a bite. no, no, no we're not doing it. Nothing wrong with that. that. Show some love. Yeah, I get it. Well, I'll break it off, rookie. You get your own piece. We're not. We're not doing that. Um, but I will say this: underrated. You guys ever put honey on a peanut butter sandwich? Ever put honey on there? No. It sounds great though. Got to try that. Got to try that. Sounds so, really me, sweet though. Let me throw. It is sweet, but it's solid. Get a glass of milk. You're good to go. Uh, okay, last one. I'm going to get into. Uh, on this day in 2006, Disney bought Pixar. I'm going to go just uh, random here. I think that was a pretty good investment. Uh, your favorite Pixar movie, Emily? Do you have one that stands out? Uh, Inside Out. Love Inside Out. That's my favorite. Okay, Font, you got a Pixar movie? No, I'm not really a Pixar cartoon guy. Toy Story, buddy. Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, Toy Story. As good Toy as Story, it gets. Yeah, uh, Finding Nemo. Incredibles. Good Incredibles one. is really good too. Incredibles oh, a good yes. one. Okay, we got uh, Mason and Ireland coming up next. If you miss any part of this show, Travis uh, was with us for the first two hours. Uh, ESPN app on iTunes. Catch the full three hours. Mason and Ireland coming next. More reaction of the Rams win. Seven ten ESPN.